The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Masarowski. The political jockeying continues as many prominent names in Western New York weigh whether or not to run for the congressional seat being vacated by Congressman Brian Higgins. WBEN's Brayton Wilson brings us more. The news of Brian Higgins' impending departure from Congress was unfortunate to hear from U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Brian has been a great partner working with me to help Western New York in so many different ways. He leaves a great legacy. I'm sorry he's leaving. I would love him to stay, but he served Western New York for so many years so well. As for who may be in the running to succeed Higgins for New York's 26th Congressional District going forward, Schumer says it's too early to tell or comment on the matter, but does leave open the possibility of endorsing a particular individual. The only locally elected leader at this point to throw their hat into the ring for a run at Congress is State Senator Tim Kennedy. One other name that has been floated out there for the potential to fill the NY 26 seat in Washington is State Assembly Majority Leader Crystal Peoples-Stokes. Although Peoples-Stokes has not made a decision yet whether or not to make a run for Congress, she admits she's skeptical like Higgins of the direction where things are heading at the federal level of government. I think through you know my ancestors in this country and what they went through just to even get the right to vote, it would be a terrific honor to be there. But when I think about some of the people who are sitting there now, I'm not so sure. More from People Stokes and Schumer on NY26 is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. And something that we'll hear a little bit more of, both uh, from Schumer, whether or not uh, he'll endorse a candidate for that seat. Uh, we'll hear from Crystal People Stokes a little bit more in depth later on this morning. And uh, a lot more to come politically on what's going to happen. Dave Leventhal said to join us at 6.50 with uh, how he's reading this race and more. Well, the White House says a deal to secure the release of some hostages held in Gaza by Hamas is closer than ever. Negotiators working to release an initial 50 hostages in exchange for more aid to Gaza. Anna Wiernicki has more from Washington. President Joe Biden confirmed Monday that a deal to bring home some of the hostages held by Hamas is getting closer. Yes. Hamas is believed to have taken roughly 240 hostages during its deadly October 7th attack in Israel. Hamas is holding the elderly hostage. Over the weekend, Israeli defense officials released new footage. They say proves Hamas was using a hospital in Gaza for military activities, including holding hostages, something Hamas still denies. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said the president's priority is ensuring the American hostages return home safely. It will cost less to drive this Thanksgiving than it did last year. Thanks to the lower cost of oil and less demand, gas prices have been coming down for weeks and now just days away from Thanksgiving. And as many Americans get ready to hit the road, it will cost less this year to fill up the tank than it cost last Thanksgiving, about 36 cents a gallon less. The Energy Department reports in the past week prices have come down six more cents to 3.29 a gallon. The cheapest gas this Thanksgiving week is along the Gulf Coast at 2.79 a gallon. Alex Stone, EBC News. Around here, 3.68 is the average this morning. It was 3.76 at this time last year. All right, so uh, down a little bit from last year, but still pretty pricey to fill up the tank. Uh, Cross country storm threatening what's shaping up to be record holiday travel. Trevor Alt has the flight outlook. Been bad in the south, but it's going to continue making its way into the mid-Atlantic, up into the northeast where we are. 
that could snarl a lot of things even beyond those areas where the storm is hitting. You don't need to be in a place where there's thunder to have a flight delay. So that could absolutely cause a bit of a chain reaction, especially if it hits into heavy regions where there's a lot of flights in and out your hubs like Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, New York City, things like that. All right, Trevor Alt with the latest in the skies. A busy holiday travel season kicked off yesterday. Uh, really is in full swing tomorrow, but uh, certainly all week long. Lots of people making the move. A window that opened for survivors of abuse to file suit is coming to a close. WBEN's Tom Puckett has more on the state Adult Survivors Act. Attorney Steve Boyd says the Adult Survivors Act was designed for adults who claimed sexual abuse when they were older than 18. The window to file a claim closes on Thanksgiving and Boyd says it takes people many years to step forward. It's kind of sad because if the average age of a person can speak about this is age 50, then that means there's a lot of people who are in their young 40s who were sexually abused a long time ago who aren't ready to talk about it and therefore will not have any civil recourse. Boyd says there's a difference between adult sex abuse claims and child sex abuse claims. The adult cases are a little bit different because you have to overcome uh, the defense of consent in most cases, which you can. That is something people can overcome. Could the law be extended? Attorney Paul Barr. I don't expect that there will be. Maybe down the road there could be. Um, Along with the Child Victims Act down the road, they may revisit that, which I think would be a positive thing. Bar notes sex abuse victims do not embellish about what happened. You can hear more online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. 507 now on WBEN. Well, just days after artificial intelligence powerhouse OpenAI's founder was fired by the company's board. Hundreds of employees are now threatening to walk off the job if he isn't returned to his role. It all started Friday when the board of OpenAI fired CEO Sam Altman, claiming he was not consistently candid in his communications with the board. Within hours, the threat of a mass exodus, a whopping 725 of OpenAI's 770 employees, signed a letter threatening to join Altman at Microsoft. Now, Altman is, as far as I know, at Microsoft, I think so, so he too. took a different job, right. but they still want him back, the employees do at OpenAI, and they might leave uh, there to move. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. We're going to be hearing more about this from Mike Tabuski throughout the morning. Weird story to follow. And in the middle of all of this is this crazy technology that has the ability to change everybody's life. Yeah. And this, it's uh, almost like right. being uh, thrown around here like a, a football. Maybe there's... I don't know, reason to worry if you're all of us, even if you don't like following Could what's, be. you know, the movers and shakers here. But interesting stuff to be sure. We'll be hearing more uh, again from Mike Tabuski later on this morning. All right. Well, here's the call on WIP in Philadelphia as Jalen Hurts and the Eagles went into the end zone for a touchdown last night, Monday night football. The Eagles were down in the first half. They rallied in the second, beating the Chiefs 21 17. They push, they shove. Now, there's a penalty flag thrown, and we'll see about that. Now, they're in, I believe. They are in for a touchdown. And Kansas City's lined up off sides. Touchdown! That penalty's declined. Result of play is a touchdown. Eagles take the lead for the first time in this game. Now, I thought it was important to play that because that is uh, far too common of a call in the NFL. No excitement, no anything like that. You know what it is? Flag on the field. Let's wait. Let's see what's going on. Uh, 
okay, it's a touchdown. Now it's safe to celebrate. Like, come on, isn't that like far too often? Every yeah. single time you have a big moment, and it's like, wait, wait, wait no. hold on. Any flags? Right. See flags and hats on the field. Wait, did did they throw the red flag to review this? And you know, it happens all the time. But anyways, the right. Eagles and Chiefs, the next two opponents for the Bills, two top teams in the NFL. Eagles win. I was actually hoping for this, uh, not because we have any chance of catching the Chiefs, really, but which actually, you look at this, maybe we do. I don't know. Um, but here's my thinking: the Eagles, short week, riding high after a big win on the road against the Chiefs. I agree. Letdown game against the Bills. Maybe yeah. they're overlooking. Right. They've, they have a shorter week to get ready. Now, um, you know, does it work that way? I don't know. Can you stop that play that they just uh, you heard on the clip there where he just shuffles it? You know, most teams you have three downs to stop them from getting 10 yards. I, I mean, now the, the Bills with the Eagles, you have three downs to stop them from getting nine yards uh, because they can just, on fourth down, whoosh, barrel Push over the goal line with like 100% efficiency. Um, I don't know. It'll be a fun week. It'll be a fun game to get ready for, and hopefully they win. Yes. I don't need the letdown. I don't know. I'm yeah. a little scared about this one. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, and, well, here's the thing. You lose this one, it's okay. I mean, you'd have to win the rest of your games for sure after the bye week, but if you, know, you can afford to drop one, this might be the one that, that can happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen, but... It's not going to happen. They're going to win. They're going to go into the bye week on a high, and they're going to beat the Chiefs. They're going to eat a lot of turkey. That's right. Come back nice and uh, slow. No. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Expect rain to arrive later this morning with some freezing rain across the southern tier. Winds will increase as well. Winds will gust near 60 miles per hour across the Lake Erie shoreline. Temperatures today in the low 40s. Tonight's mostly cloudy, still breezy with scattered showers. Overnight lows in the upper 30s. Upper 40s on Wednesday, some showers in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy skies. Partly sunny mid 40s for Thanksgiving. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line is Attorney Steve Boyd. We're talking about the Adult Survivors Act, something that is expiring here in New York State this week. Steve, thanks for joining us. Now, the Adult Survivors Act, we've talked many times with you about the Child Victims Act. Can you first explain to us how this differs and what the goal has been here? Well, the Child Victims Act was uh, a law that allowed people who had been sexually abused as children up to the age of 17 to file lawsuits for actions that occurred a long time ago. And the reason the reasoning behind it was that the average age that a person can talk about being sexually abused as a child is about 50 to 52 years old. So you had a ton of people who were sexually abused who aren't able to talk about it within their statute of limitations. So New York followed about 20 other states and opened a, a, what was a one-year window and because of the pandemic became a two-year window for child cases. That followed with a lot of pressure from people who had been uh, abused over 18 and above because it's the same thing. They take years and years before they can speak about it. In many cases, they're in job situations or prison situations or in medical care, and they wouldn't be able to speak about it. So the Adult Survivors Act opened a one-year window a year ago this week, 
uh, for people like that to bring back old claims. All right. So this one year look back, knowing the trauma that these survivors endure, is one year enough to get them to come forward? Well, you know, Susan, that's a great question, because a lot of states have lifted the statute completely in both adult and child cases. Because if you think about what I just said about being at the age of 50 or so before you can speak about this, people who are 40 years old today who were sexually abused either as children or as young adults maybe still haven't brought themselves to the point where they can talk about it. So I think there is a move afoot to uh, open the statute uh, long term, but I don't know how much political momentum that has right now. Okay, so the uh, act has, uh, we've talked a lot, the Child Victims Act has done a lot in terms of helping people come forward with their stories from many years ago. What about this with the Adult Survivors Act? Have you seen a similar, um, I guess, outpouring of people who are coming forward to say, yes, this applies to me? No, it's been about 2,500 lawsuits filed in New York State under the Adult Survivors Act as of last week. There were uh, just under 11,000 Child Victims Act cases, so it's about a quarter. Uh, And I think the reason for that is if you were sexually abused as a child, there is no legal consent. And if you're sexually abused as an adult, consent becomes a defense. So the perpetrator's defense would be this person was consenting with me and cooperating with me and it was consensual. So that makes these cases much more difficult. But there are cases where adults cannot consent, such as in a prison or in a um, mental health facility, and, and, and there are some others. But uh, even when an adult is of age and could consent, they could still be coerced against their, uh, their will, or it could be a violent attack uh, by someone in a position of power. So those people have had this year to, to file their lawsuits in those instances. It makes me think, will these cases that are being filed under the New York Adult Survivors Act, would they go to trial or not necessarily? It, it just depends on the, the case. You know, there's an expression, if you've seen one sexual abuse case, you've seen one sexual abuse case. They're all so different. So in some cases, you might have an institution that knew that this predator was uh, sexually assaulting people and you kept him on. And in that case, there might be insurance for negligent hiring and supervision. And I would say that a lot of those cases would settle. Uh, But there are other cases where it's just against the perpetrator and the perpetrator doesn't have insurance and may not even have much for assets. And those cases could likely go to trial. So it's going to be different in every circumstance. What's next here? There, There seems to have been, over the past five years or so, a renewed effort to get some sort of justice, to provide an avenue for people who have experienced abuse in the past, whether as children or adults. Is there a next frontier here that is yet to be explored that might be on the horizon? I think the next frontier to be explored is prevention. Prevention at at the child and adult level. And that means awareness and making penalties stiffer. Um, You know, we have a lot of cases in the Child Victims Act where there's a mandatory reporting law, and we've got a ton of them where school district and school district personnel found out about the abuse, they almost never report. So you have to get strict about the mandatory reporting laws, and you have to make punishments for this type of behavior very severe because it's not acceptable. And it is so damaging to a human being to be sexually assaulted at any, any age. So we have to get into an age of prevention.
you know, in 2023, I mean, is mandatory reporting helping? Has it made a difference in recent years? Tough for me to say if it's made a difference, but it shocked me when we looked back at all of our cases and said, you know, how many times did somebody go and and per, and perform their act of reporting under the mandatory reporting act and it's like 99 percent of the personnel in schools hospitals elsewhere did not and it's very frustrating it's uh, kind of disturbing to hear that hey steve thank you so much for the time this morning appreciate uh, you helping us understand what this is i i guess the one last thing is for anybody out there who's hearing this maybe for the first time surprised about it is there still time uh, to come forward. We know this expiration happens in just a matter of days. Yeah, it's this week, so very little time. Um, it's, you know, you, you could potentially file a lawsuit uh, very, very quickly, and, and uh, but it is it is beyond the 11th hour at this point. It's, you know, and it's also a holiday week, so it's going to be difficult to, to find someone who's going to help you file. Steve, thank you for joining us this morning. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.